Hi, I'm Brandy. And I'm Angelina. And welcome to Talk 40 to Me. We're having all the candid conversations you'd have with your bestie. Join us as we unpack life in our 40s and all the questions that led up to this next chapter. Hi, everyone. This is Brandy. And this is Angelina. And welcome to another episode of Talk 40 to Me. Welcome back, everybody. Yeah. I love your dance. Your dance is cute. Brandy's jigging over here. We are in the (laughs) new year and we're focusing on self-care and wellness and health. And I am thrilled today. Look at me. I found another word other than excited. I'm thrilled today. Um, Congratulations. I know, right? To have um, an old friend on, this is, I mean, I don't know. I think we were probably in our 20s when we met. So that would be, yeah, that was a long time ago. I don't want to age us a little bit, but it's a while for me. So Well, you um, are because your your podcast is called Talk 40 to Me. So <laughs> true. I'm just going to own it. Let's just own it. So today on the show, we have Barbara Blank. She is a fitness aficionado a wellness and nutrition guru, and she is the owner and founder of Clean Creations, which I personally love. This is a delivery and grab-and-go service with chef-prepared clean food, and they're located currently in New Orleans and Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Their mission is to make clean eating simple and convenient. And Barb is also a busy mom of two. She shares lifestyle, beauty, and daily life on her personal Instagram, and she's somebody you want to know and follow for sure. So Barbara Blank, welcome to Talk 40 to me. Thank you, guys. I'm so happy to be here. Happy to have you. Yeah. We we thought of you, you know, when we were planning out our content for January, because we just feel like it's just so relevant. And this is just, I feel like you live, eat, sleep, breathe this life. So can you tell people a little bit more about you? Yes, absolutely. So the majority of my adult life has been devoted to being an entrepreneur, which There's a lot that goes into that sentence, of course. I started Clean Creations when I was 23. Dean and I kind of started it together. Yeah. And um, yeah, I mean, and that was like at the beginning of our relationship. So our whole entire relationship and life has kind of been built, you know, in the, in the background of running this business. So um, I got into cooking because I was a fitness competitor. I'm a former IFBB bikini pro competitor. So, you know, over that span of time of competing and dieting and always preparing food. I was also personal training and I was teaching group fitness and my clients were just not seeing results because they weren't eating healthy. And then they would always see me with prepared food, you know, for a show. And they're like, God, I wish somebody would just cook food for me. You know, then I would have it. So I'm like, Oh, I'll do it. I'll, I'll start doing it. And at that time there was really no other meal delivery services. That wasn't really a thing. Like meal prep wasn't a thing yet. So we started Clean Creations and it just slowly started to grow and it's been quite the quite the journey, I will say. It's been um it's been interesting to say the least, but you know, we've in that time Dean and I got married and built a house and started having kids and then had another kid and yeah, I mean that's just that's that's the majority of it, but I'm so devoted to really helping people feel their best and be at their best. I think a lot of people don't even realize how good they can actually feel. And I I really, my mission is to help change people's lives with clean eating. Every single day I talk to people who 
come in, they're pre-diabetic, they're dealing with inflammation. It's, it's so many things that can be prevented through medicine, through food, because food is medicine. It's not people, food is like medicine. No, food is medicine. And I, I just firmly believe in that. And, and I'm so, so passionate about it. So even through all the trials and tribulations of running a business, and there are many, the thing that keeps me going at the end of the day is just my mission to really help change people's lives. And it, it's, it excites me and it's fun and scary and all the things. Yeah, that, that's, wow. That's pretty much it. <laughs> 23, 23 to start a business. That is impressive. I had no idea what I was doing. I still really don't. I still, I'm still navigating my way through it. And especially starting a business from scratch. I mean, if you open up a franchise, somebody's going to hand you over the Bible of how to run it, how to work it. I mean, we just had to wing it every step of the way because it was a very new business. It's still a new, newish kind of concept. Um, the meal delivery and the grab and go and all that prepared meals. And so there was definitely no blueprint for what we have done. And it, it's taken a tremendous amount of work and dedication to, to build it. But yeah, I mean, it's my whole life has kind of been revolving around that. And I'm, I'm hoping the payoff will be really big. <laughs> y'all see me on a, y'all hopefully see me on a yacht somewhere in the next, uh, hopefully five or six years. Don't forget <laughs> us little people. Yeah. yeah right. Oh, honey. No, y'all coming too. <laughs> yeah. I, I love hearing about your story and, you know, sidebar, one of my favorite podcasts, like business podcasts is called how I built this. And it talks about the trials and tribulations of these very successful businesses and the the struggle that these entrepreneurs have gone through and that the majority of them had no idea what they were doing at the beginning and i feel like so many of us are taught at least for me i'm like i can't get to this point and start my own business until i know all these different things and i think some of the most successful entrepreneurs and businesses there's there's sort of a blessing and a curse with not knowing because you're not overthinking it and you're able to adapt and adjust accordingly and and so it's always so fascinating on how you have been able to build the successful company and through the passion that you have so i love your mission and i love what you're doing for not only you know the the new orleans community but also coming on here and, and sharing more about what you're doing and how you're growing your business, New Orleans and Baton Rouge, that is. Can you share a little bit more about how you've built your business and like the journey that you've taken over the years? So you started when you were in your 20s and how has how has it grown? And did you have a vision for it or did it just kind of evolve on its own? It definitely evolved on its own. I think initially, I started doing it for a few clients and then I was getting phone calls from people like, Hey, I heard you're preparing food and you know, I would like to order. So then a light bulb went off in Dean and I's head, like this could actually be a business, like a real business. And we were doing it out of our house and until we couldn't do it anymore out of our house. I mean, we were just maxed out. So then we started renting kitchens and I was renting kitchens out of synagogues of all places, but you know, out of church, basically out of our church, you know? And so we ran it like that for a, a long time until we were maxed out of there. And then we moved into the facility that we were in now, but really it was just, I mean, sheer determination and willpower. One thing I can say that has helped is that I'm definitely the visionary and 
Dean will, Dean would get pissed off if you heard me say that because he thinks he's the visionary, but I'm more of the visionary and he's the integrator, right? So you have to, in business, you have to have both of these seats filled. Otherwise, because I'm not a detailed, detail-oriented person. I'm the, we call, and we even say big picture Barb and detail Dean because I'm big picture. I'm like, we're going to do this and it's going to be like this and this and this and this, but it's so pretty and we're going to play all this. And, and he's like, okay, but wait, like, how are we actually going to do this? You know, so I think having those two people in business is crucial. You know, having both of those seats filled is very important. But also, too, is that you cannot overthink it and you can't have it all planned out to the T because guess what? Whatever you think your plan, it's like childbirth. Whatever you think your plan was, you're cute. It's not going to go like that. Okay. It's going to go totally different. And you just have to roll with the punches. Like, and trust me. And I still, to this day, like, if y'all knew the freaking problems and the stuff that happens behind the scenes of this, like, you would cringe because just dealing with dealing with employees and hiring and firing and all the things that you know take place and then during like going through post-covid times it is just it's a it's a lot it's a it's a whirlwind and um it's a lot of times at many many times it's it's you don't see a lot of return on it and so you have to have that passion and that's another big piece piece of advice I can give anybody who's thinking about being in business or starting a business. Like you better make sure that this is your life's mission. Otherwise, there is not going to be anything that's going to keep you going. You're going to want to quit every single turn. And there's still many times that I'm like, I, you know, do I want to keep on going through this and doing this? And again, it just always comes back to like, I think about like, well, what would my, what my, what would my clients do? Like, what would my clients do to, to find healthy food? Like, I have this this lady that comes in, her husband died a few years ago and he was the cook in the family. And she said he would cook everything for me. So now I, I don't, I can't, I don't know how to cook, you know? And she, this is a woman who's in her sixties, almost seventies. So I think about her and I'm, you know, I, it just drives me to keep going. But now we're in an 8,000 square foot facility. We have a whole entire, our whole, but most of our warehouse is dedicated to refrigeration where we do all of our plating. We have a retail, we turn the front of our commissary into retail. So we have grab and go where we do smoothies and we have the grab and go meals. And then a year ago, we decided to open up our second location, retail location in Baton Rouge. So we have two retails currently, and then we deliver North Shore. We deliver to Baton Rouge now, East Bank, West Bank, Slidell, Metairie, Uptown. So we're, we're all over the place with deliveries. So I just got my delivery trucks out on the road this morning. Wow. Yeah. That's so cool. Now, for our audience who is not in South Louisiana, are there any services that you guys offer any way that they can learn more about you guys? So we don't currently ship. However, it's definitely not, a, especially the Dallas area. So you might, you might, if we can get out that way, I would love to be in that area because I think we would do well there. But yeah, it's cleancreations.com is our website. Definitely follow us on social media. I mean, I'm always posting recipes and, you know, tips and stuff like that. I'm going to start doing a lot more of that in the new year. So um, eat underscore clean creations is our Instagram pretty active on there. So yeah, we're always sharing stuff about health and nutrition and wellness. So even for people who can't technically order from us, you know, definitely still you could follow along and get some good tips. Love it. process of it. like. 
I know you have a chef at this point, right? But like, how, what does that look like from concept, you know, concept all the way to conception? Like mm-hmm. that blows my mind. Conception to yes. execution. Yeah. Correct. Like, what is that, <laughs> so, what is that like? So in the beginning, as in any business, you wear all the hats, right? You fill all the seats. So you, so I did everything. So I was cooking, I was delivering, I was plating, I was doing all the things. And then I started, I hired a couple of, couple of girls to work for me. And they were helping with production and I was still doing the majority of the production. And at some point, Dean was in construction. So at some point, I'm like, listen, this is getting big enough to where I need somebody to come manage stuff. So he sold his company, came on full time. It naturally evolved into, okay, well, now I'm not, I don't, not going to do deliveries anymore. So we hired delivery staff and we were, we were so lucky. We have like retired police force who delivers for us and like a couple of people who kind of flex and do some office stuff but also deliver or like I'm a cold kitchen manager also delivers so just over time we just started kind of building the team but hiring hiring is the the key to growing and building a business is hiring 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 and firing hiring slow and firing fast and having a scorecard for every position and make sure making sure that those people are fitting your culture and meeting the metrics on a scorecard. That is the, that's the, the bulk of it is trying, growing is hiring the right team. And without that team, it's just, you know, I can't take credit for what we do because we have, there's so many people involved in the production of getting that final meal delivered to the, the customer. You know, it's, it's so many people who are involved in it. And um, again, just sheer determination and willpower. I have this passion that I want to create foods because we have several dietary restrictions in our household, but I am not a cook. I'm like, I can't create anything because I don't know how to do this. My, my brain just can't like pull together, like just come up with different ingredients. And we talk about that in one of our previous episodes with Krista DeSocio, who is an amazing recipe creator, food stylist. She's not a trained chef, but she has traveled the world and taking these amazing cooking classes. And I'm like, how do you do that? How do you come up with this? And so going back to you is, you know, through your journey and fitness and, and health, you've learned these amazing, you know, how to create these amazing products and, and food. And it's just really fascinating on how, how you can build that. Cause I can't, my brain can't process that. So, I mean, And I'll tell any home chef who's listening, who feels like exactly how you just said, you were like, I just can't, you know, figure it out. It really is. I'm telling you guys, it is way easier than you think it is. It starts with confidence and a couple of simple, easy techniques. The tools make the difference. So some really good knives and just some, you know, some basic techniques will go a long way. But just having the confidence of like, you know what? I got, I got this. And I think that's where people get stumped in the kitchen because they get in there and they're like overwhelmed and they're like, this is not going to taste right. And they're trying to follow a recipe to a T. And so I'm hoping through my social media, I can really help people more that way, because I know that not everybody is going to order food from me. I totally get that. And so for people who are cooking at home, I want to give them the confidence and that, that self-esteem boost that like you can cook and prepare food in your own home that is so easy and so delicious and feed your family the most 
nourishing meal that only takes 30 minutes to cook. I'm hoping that I can really show people how to really feed their family a good, healthy meal that's not not so complicated and has a thousand ingredients, like stuff moms can cook. Because I will tell you, I still cook at home and I like to cook at home, but I am cooking with one hand because my one-year-old will not get off of my hip or my boob literally long enough for me to do anything. So I'm literally, so I hold her on my hip and then I'm cooking with the other hand. So if I can, if I can cook a meal with a toddler on my hip, I'm, I can teach pretty much anybody how to cook and whip up a good dinner. So video of your daughter, she, she did a social, this cute little reel with you and was like, listen, if you guys don't, if your kids don't want broccoli, like they don't have to eat broccoli. She was just, she had the yeah. She had the hand like going, like if they don't want broccoli, they, I'm like, it was the cute. Meanwhile, I'm trying to <laughs> hot stop. And she, you're trying to like show how to cook a healthy meal. And she's like, yeah. mm, maybe not, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> just like, it's fine. It's yeah. fine. It was really That's hilarious. It was how adorable. old is she? She's four. Yeah. And it's like, she's a, more like 24. Mm-hmm. She's got a personality Mm -hmm. for sure. Speaking of motherhood, I mean, I'm pivoting a little bit, but you had a rough second pregnancy that put you on Mm -hmm. bed rest for an extended period of time. And I followed this journey because you shared so much on social, which was very interesting to me. Can you tell people like what happened, how long you were in the hospital? How the heck did you do that? Like as a mom and then with a business? Y'all, oh my gosh. (laughs) I, there are no words to describe that entire chapter of my life. Mm-hmm. So I got diagnosed when I was 20 weeks pregnant. I got diagnosed with vasoprevia, which means you have fetal blood vessels that run along your cervix. It is, you are high risk. Like it is, you cannot go into labor because your baby essentially is going to bleed out. Okay. And, and it doesn't it just, it's not like it's going to take time. It's like within five minutes, you better be in the hospital being delivered. Otherwise it's, it's fatal. Oh my gosh. Um, I've never heard of this. Yes. And it's not a very common, it's not a very common thing. So I had placenta previa and I had vasa previa with Isla and I really did not look it up or Google it or do any of that. I just was like, I was afraid to do that, you know, cause you get on Google and then all of a sudden it's like, you read every horror story that there is. Right. So I just kind of took a deep breath. I'm like, all right, we're going to get through this pregnancy. Everything's going to be fine. And I had a little bit of bleeding at 29 weeks. I had a little bit of bleeding, which I think was probably just from, it had to have been just from having the placenta previa. So when I had that bleeding, they admitted me and they were like, listen, you're going to have to stay here until you deliver. So I stayed in the hospital for six weeks straight. I lived there on antepartum. Yeah, it was just, uh, it was the hardest thing I've ever had to face, but I had such an incredible support team and my my, my husband brought Elle to the hospital every single day so that she could be with me and um, I'll never forget it. I mean, it was just, uh, it was quite life-changing. It really was. And then when I had my C-section, I had massive internal bleeding. So I almost, I almost died and delivery, which I didn't really post anything about that, but it was, I really, when I look back on it, I'm like, this could have been a Netflix documentary, I swear, because it had the most climactic 
ending ever because they she sewed me up and then I was um I was basically passing out you know because I was losing so much blood and my blood panel was coming back perfectly normal so the doctors couldn't figure out what was happening but I was having you know major internal bleeding so I had to have a CT scan and I had to have you know five blood transfusions and to kind of bring me back yeah it was it was crazy it was absolutely crazy I'm like how did I go through this entire six weeks and then this is like the ending point of this. So, and really I had journaled that entire time and I had been documenting the whole thing as Angelina said. And I really thought to myself, I'm like, this was God's way of letting me communicate with my daughters for the last time. Like I really thought that thought crossed my my mind because I'm like, this is it, this is the end. And I had been journaling and I'm like, it's so hard for me to even say it without crying, but I had been journaling and I thought like, this is their way for me to you know, talk to them, you know, for that last time. So I'm sorry. It's just so, no, such you're going to make me thing. cry. I, I had know. no idea that that, like, I'm wow. like tearing up yeah. with you saying this story. And mm-hmm. I was just amazed at your spirit the whole time. Like you got up and made your bed and you were <laughs> like trying to like live as normal as possible. Like with your daughter having to come yeah. see you in the hospital. And I know you were like practicing gratitude and all of that. That was the part that I was like, this was a it was amazing to me. And then like behind all that, like you've got, you, you still have to be a mom and a wife and have a business. And, and then you, and then you go through that and you almost die, which I had no idea. Yeah. So listen, one thing I could tell anybody that's going through anything in their life very early on when I was in the hospital, my life coach sent me this, it was a, it was a, it was a podcast or something like that, or a clip of a podcast of a Navy SEAL talking about going through hell week. And one thing that he talked about in that was that hell week, I mean, majority of people don't make it through, but one of his instructors had told him in the beginning, he's like, if you take it one meal at a time, day by day, you are going to get through this. So he said, I would just chunk it in my brain. Like, okay, I know I got to go through this like wretched experience and then I'm going to be able to eat breakfast. And then I'm going to go through another like four hours of, you know, trauma. And then I'm going to be able to eat lunch. And then, so I just took it one day at a time, one meal at a time, a lot of times, and having the routine of getting up and making my bed and doing these things. And at night I would Swiffer my entire room. It like gave me this sense of normalcy and also structure so that I wasn't just laying in the hospital bed all day. Like I would never lay in the hospital bed. I would just get up, I would get dressed, I would do my hair, I would do my makeup. I would walk down the hall, I would get water, I would come back, I would open my, like, I would have these steps that I would follow. And I did that day after day. And I would take it a lot of times I would take it because otherwise, like thinking about like the big picture, and you will spiral. So I had to just be like, okay, I'm gonna eat my breakfast. And then like, I made it to breakfast. Like that's a win made it there. And then every also when you're carrying a baby, obviously, everything you're doing is for your child, you know, so that that is another aspect of it. Like people are like, I don't know how you did that. I'm like, I didn't, what other choice would you have when you're carrying your baby, you're doing it for your baby, you know? So people go through far, far more traumatic and worse things than, than that. It was interesting. Don't get me wrong, but, and I think documenting it and, and posting about it, it, it gave me some connection to the outside world because I was so isolated. And this was still like, after COVID, when the, the hospital was essentially locked down until I had the policy changed, because <laughs> initially Elle could not like come up to my room at all. 
And um, I'm like, uh-uh, I can't do this, y'all. Cannot do this for six weeks. So I um I, I uh, got in touch with the CEO of the hospital and she she stepped up and yeah. So I had like a boss. Well, I mean, that's moms for you, you know, and she stepped up for me and went into a meeting like they had COVID restriction meetings. She went to a meeting and she was like, we have to get this policy changed because I have an antipartum patient. She needs to see her child. And so she did it like she really did. She pushed to get that changed and they changed the policy. They ended up changing the policy for the whole hospital. But, you know, antipartum people often don't don't think about antipartum. You think about postpartum, but you don't think about the women who are on that floor for sometimes eight weeks or, you know, longer leading up until their delivery. And they still have a, you're right. You still have a life going on outside of that. And people have to take care of your family and your kids, your business. So yeah, it was, it was, um, it was definitely a character builder. <laughs> it was a character building experience. Wow. I am curious though. Like, do you feel like that experience? I'm sure it did, but how did it shape your perspective and your approach moving forward? One thing it definitely did was changed my entire outlook on caregivers in the hospital. You drive by hospitals often, you know, and you don't think about people who are there for an extended period of time and also the people who dedicate their lives to taking care of others. And so the appreciation and just, I mean, to down to my core, the appreciation for the people who work in hospitals and not just nurses and doctors, but also like the lady who came to clean my room every single day. She, a lot of times was, I would look forward to seeing her because she would come in my room and she would make small talk with me and she would show me pictures of her kids. And just those people who go the extra mile like that. I mean, I have such a gratitude and appreciation for everybody that works as a caregiver and in a hospital now more, you know, now that I've been through that experience, but Also, it's definitely put things into perspective for me as far as like when things feel really bad at the end of the day, if you're healthy and your kids are healthy, nothing else really matters at that point. It doesn't. None of it. It really like whether you have money issues or anything, your your job's not going right or you're not happy about something or you got this one talking about this one and you're you're none of it matters as long as your family is together and they're well, that's it. And I really just, when I was in the hospital during that time, going through that, all the things that I thought I needed and wanted in life, I thought to myself, I already have it all. I have it all. I have a great marriage. I have an amazing husband. My daughter's healthy. My baby is healthy. What more do you need at that point? You know? And so all this trivial and look, social media is really good for making people want and, and care about things that don't really matter at the end of the day. So I think that's, that was my biggest takeaway from that experience. That's awesome. That makes me, <laughs> I'm like sad, but like happy at the same time. Um, no, it was a good, it was a good thing. It was, it, really, yeah. it was a good, it was a good, experience. it was, it was, it was, it made me a better person. It did. It made our family stronger. And really before that, my, my daughter wasn't, it's not, not that she wasn't close to her dad because he wasn't in the picture. Trust me, he wanted to be like all up in her life, but she was just so about me. And that bonded them so much because she had to rely on him all that time. So, you know, their relationship got so much better and stronger because of it. And also hopefully I can 
you know, I've, have helped a lot of women who have been in similar situations and just things that have helped me. So, you know, I was able to kind of give back that way. So I think overall it was, it was a, it was a great, Oh, I'll look back and it was, and it was, I won't say that it was a great experience, but it was something that I think, you know, it changed me for the better. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much for sharing that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think that there's so many people that it, it's going to touch. And there's recently a Mel Robbins clip. Love her. Love mm-hmm. her. Yes. We're kind of I'm obsessed with her. Yeah. We're fangirls. <laughs> I need to, I need to read the five second rule book because Angel was telling me about it, but it's good stuff. There was a clip that she recently shared that we reposted on our stories. And it was about how you deal with a shitty situation and that your outlook doesn't change the situation, but it changes the way you handle the situation. And I think that what you're sharing perfectly resonates with exactly what she's saying. Like Mm -hmm. you can't change what's going on. It's beyond your control. So what can you control? You can control your outlook on it. You can control how you handle it. And these are all things that we all, I mean, no one's perfect, but I feel like it's such good reminders that throughout the journey of life, like you're going to have obstacles, there's going to be challenges, but it's how you look at it and how you approach it makes all the difference in the world. Absolutely. And it's easy to say when you're not going through it too. I, I have to preface it with that. Uh, yeah. I mean, I agree with you, but you're so right. It's, it's, respond instead of react to a situation and um yeah i mean the only thing you can control is your thoughts right and your thoughts are the most powerful form of energy that exists in the universe so if you really understand that and it is hard it's hard because your your thoughts are like wild horses and you're trying to tame them but if you can control your thought energy that basically you can you can create your reality and you could you could create your future based off of your thought thought reality which you know i could talk on and on on that subject for a thousand years but but it is it's it's in any situation you have to put things into perspective and my mom's always a good reminder of about that too she's like put it into perspective you know and it it does it kind of jolts you a little bit like yeah you know you, this is this is right now this feels really crappy but in the big picture of life, like this is just a blip on the timeline, you know? Yes, absolutely. So you had your baby and (laughs) you're healthy and everyone seems healthy. So then you expanded into a second location and now you have two kids and, and we had a pandemic that also was a part of that. So how did you handle that and what inspired you to grow and continue to build on your business? So COVID actually helped our business initially because everybody was in lockdown and they're like, you know, not going anywhere, not traveling, not really going to the grocery store as much. So that we had this huge boost. But then what happened was, is that now all these supplier issues start happening and then gas starts going up. And so you know, you're in the business and you're working the business. And when you don't raise prices fast enough, that ultimately, you know, and everything else is just skyrocketing. That can really, you know, that that hurt us, basically, it really did hurt us. But going through COVID was to me very, it was, it was interesting, but it was easy because we were, we were booming, we were 
flowing and going. And we had a lot of new clients that were ordering from us. And so we did actually very well through that whole pandemic. We never shut down one day. We just kept on going. So I'm like, they're going to have to drag me out of this building. If they're going to try to shut me down, like I'm going to be kicking and screaming, like you're not taking me out. And then after all that, we decided to open up our second location in Baton Rouge. And because there just are not a lot of healthy options in New Orleans, but also not in Baton Rouge either. So I felt like it was a good, a good place to offer what we have uh, just because it's so needed. I mean, there's so much fried food and, you know, just, I, I really do. I feel like Baton Rouge needed what we have to offer. And I think it's going to be an excellent market to keep growing in. And so it's been, that's been also trying to juggle between both has been interesting as well. Do you feel because of the culture of rich foods in South Louisiana, has it been a challenge to get people to, you know, explore some of the options that you offer? Or has it been easier because there are so few options available? So, yeah, I do think it's been a challenge. But what I'm, I don't want to tell myself the story of, uh, we're in we're in New Orleans and people don't like to eat healthy. Because if you start telling yourself that story and you start buying into that, you know, idea, I think it affects your business and affects your growth. And so I think there's so many people who really want to do better and feel better. They just don't know where to begin. So I hope to be the liaison between wanting to live healthier or possibly feel better or even look better and, you know, living a healthy lifestyle, truly making that connection for people. So I do think there are people in Louisiana who want to eat clean. It's just that there's not a lot of options and there's not a lot of education behind it. There's not a lot of education on why you should not cook with refined oil or why you shouldn't eat refined sugar or processed foods. There's not enough education in, in our area. I think there's plenty of other, like I know Dallas is a very fit fitness oriented, you know, and even, I don't know, lots of other places. But again, I think that only drives me more to be like, listen, I can I want to be a, I want to impact our community. I want to impact Louisiana in some, even if it's in a small way on helping people live healthier because we need it. You know, we definitely need it. I love what you're doing. I love I, it. I was and curious for people who, you know, maybe can't order, or, you know, they want to start. Where would you suggest if somebody had to make some small changes, like say I'm fresh at this and I'm starting today, like what would you suggest to people who want to make a change? I think the obvious, the obvious things like swapping soft drinks for water or those are, those are the, the most basic things that you can do initially in what you're currently eating. Just really trying to choose real food over processed food is a huge thing. I mean, makes massive, dramatic changes in, you know, your overall body composition and wellness when you swap out a processed ingredient for a real food. So those are just some some very basic things that anybody can do initially. So getting rid of processed foods out of your pantry and your household and replacing them with fruit and avocado and veggies and things like that 
I think is definitely a step in the right direction for sure that anybody can take like right now. So, and especially when you've been raised a certain way or, you know, and it's just not the norm. Mm-hmm. It can be so overwhelming for people. And they're just like, they don't know where to begin. So they're like, oh, I'm not going to do it. You know, yeah. anybody can relate to that feeling of being overwhelmed and just, so then you just don't, don't do it. Cause you just don't know where to start. Well, yeah. I, I mean, veggies were like growing up for me, veggies were salad, salad yeah. with salad dressing. <laughs> and honestly, it wasn't until probably the last five years, maybe mm-hmm. has it been, it's been yeah. less than five years, but it's yes. been about the last five years. It's when I really started to I'm like, I don't like broccoli, but guess what? I got to eat it. I'm on the autoimmune protocol and that's one of the few things on my list that I can eat. And I learned to, I mean, look, it's not my favorite. Okay. But <laughs> you learn that like roasting broccoli actually tastes pretty good. I like and roasted broccoli. Carrot yeah. fries. Like I have my little one eating carrot fries. Remember the first time I made roasted kale for you? And this was before you were on like, your mm. journey. And she was like, mm. Mm. that was mm. way long. I've been like, I don't oh. know what you're eating. She was like, Angelina's trying to feed me grass and lettuce. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so it's, you know, you don't know what you don't know. And it's for whatever reason, it's uncomfortable to try certain things and you don't know how to cook them. I want to, so you've, you've shared so much, but I want to give people an opportunity to get to know Barb a little bit better. So we have two segments we like to do to delve a little bit more into you. And this one's called, let me tell you something. Is there something that you that you've experienced in the last week or that you're loving right now that you're like, I have to tell somebody about this. Well, I'm on this 10 day detox. So I guess that's something that I'm I'm telling you. Yeah. So I am on a 10 day detox. It's a metabolic reset, but basically it's supposed to remove heavy metals from your body. And one thing that was required of me was to get rid of caffeine. So I had to swap that with tea, which let me tell you, I'm a caffeine drinker. Okay. I'm a coffee drinker. I love, 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 love coffee more than anything. And uh, to give it up, I was like, oh, there's no way I'm able to do this. But I stuck to it. And man, I'm telling you, I, the difference is undeniable. And I think just the overall detox itself was really good. But I think I'm a tea, I'm a tea drinker now, ladies. Here I am. I'm a tea drinker. So yeah, that's one thing I'm loving right now. It's a little hot tea in the morning. I'm enjoying it. And is it decaf or regular? Caffeine free. Oh, okay. Yeah. See, I have black tea. That's my thing. I love mm. I love black tea. Brandy's a green okay. tea girl. I also like a lot of the yogi yeah. black teas. So They're they always- have like a I think it's energize where it I think it's like tangerine. It is tangerine like flavor. Tea. It's good. I had it. It's at her so house. good. But you know. That has caffeine. Sorry. It, it has caffeine. <laughs> I digress, but I also like green tea kombucha. I think it's a, a yogi, another yogi product, but it's so good. Oh, wait, I think I have it. This is so weird that you say that because somebody just, I think this is it. Yeah. Look, somebody just put that on my desk. It's good. It has a really good flavor, but it does. I mean, it has a little bit of caffeine, right? Because it's green tea. Yeah. So I I wasn't able to drink it. I'm like staring at it like, Oh, maybe I should, but no, I've been good. I've been no caffeine. That's good. That's good. Mm -hmm. 
Well, I wasn't totally sure what I was going to say, but since you mentioned tea, I stock up on the holiday teas in December because I'm a tea girl so that I can continue to have them in January and February because they're limited edition. And the peppermint bark tea from Republic of Tea and it's caffeine free. It's so good. And it's like naturally sweet. I don't know how, but I don't add anything to it. I don't even have to add honey to it. Even my kid drinks it like that. And so I I kind of hoard them. They'll sell it into January. So it's probably still available, but it's going to go. No sales thing does it more for me than Lemmy a dish. (laughs) It's Lemmy a dish. I'm getting it. Right. It's Lemmy. Like, and my daughter is the same way. She's like, mom, it's a Lemmy a dish. I'm like, oh, we have to have it. (laughs) Yeah, they sucker you in. And I'm like, oh, the peppermint bark tea's out. Like, so I stock. I guess mine is I started watching Wednesday on Netflix. Finally. Okay. And it's interesting. I'm conflicted by it. I learned I don't, dance. Have you gotten to the prom scene yet? I did. I think I that learned, was the last one that I watched. I learned like, Man, it. these episodes are pretty long. It's good stuff. It's it's nothing like I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. I know. I know, That's about, a, I know you're not a dark and stormy kind of gal. I'm not um, dark and stormy. And, and even Garrett was like, I'm really surprised that you're watching this. And I'm like, well, Angel said that it's, you know. I made you. Not that bad. So let me watch it. And I'm like, I... I probably wouldn't watch it if I didn't like the actors in it. Yeah. yeah. But I really like the actors, but it's just really quirky. <laughs> <laughs> I want to have her wit in life. Like she's so witty, that character. I wish I could think of stuff like that on the fly. I know. But then my just emotions super get the salty. best of me and I'm like, I just want you to smile. Like, I just want you to be happy. <laughs> That's how I feel when I watch it. I'm like, just it's wednesday adam i know i know but i have a hard time with this i'm like even you know even her little like wolf roommate like has like you know a little bit of happiness to her you have a you have a very empathetic soul it's okay (laughs) i get very emotional when i watch movies and shows so i have to really be yeah i'm like i get emotional not like crying or anything like that, but just like, oh, I want her to be happy. <laughs> why did this guy like why why did this kid like go through the woods? And he he knows better. Like, why did you do that? That's how I feel. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, well, I'm proud of you. I'm proud of you for going out of your comfort zone and watching. Thank you. I'm I'm invested now. Okay, I've already then. watched like maybe three or four episodes. I'm like, all right, you're in it. We have to do this. Yeah. Okay. All right. Tell me what's next. Oh, yes. That's Sorry. You. Time for rapid fire. Because I feel like our own sounds are better. Yep. <laughs> I like it. I liked Thank your. You. That was one of those like horn things, wasn't it? Well, I got that from you. Um, what do you call it? Is you it a bullhorn? Mm, no. No. Like when you're at a sport. Air thing. horn? Yes. Air horn. That was our air horn. Yep. Ooh, I like that. <laughs> Thank you. Good. Very, very, very. If this career doesn't really. work out for me, maybe I can go into um, sounds, voiceovers, sounds. Yes, for sounds. Pew pew. Okay, rapid okay. fire. Rapid fire. These are intended to be rapid fire, but we talk too much. So, your first question is: What is your go-to pleasure or self-care? Something you like can't live without on the daily. 
Yeah, I probably would have said coffee. And I think in my like normal life, I love a good workout class. Love, love, love it. Love it. I love to go sweat, like really sweat. And I love the energy high from other people. So that is like my self-care. 100% mental brings me back to life. Love it. This is a tangent, but if you're sweating a lot, you have a lot of hair. Your hair always looks gorgeous. Are you using a dry shampoo or do you wash your hair all the time? First of all, no one. Okay. I will show y'all pictures of myself during the week. I look like a trash ball. I really <laughs> do. I, my hair does not look, this is blow dried, blowed out hair. Okay. I have really curly hair. And so if I don't do anything with it, when it comes out the shower, it looks like a frizzy frizz ball mess. So I just, all I can do with it is just put it in a bun. So when you see me on camera and my hair looks good, it's just because I had just have just washed it. So for the most part, it looks just like in the nasty bun, but also I haven't really been exercising lately. So I don't use dry shampoo because I don't like it, but my blowout will last like seven days. I'll just like, what? Yeah. (laughs) Trust me when it gets washed, if I don't have time to dry it, it looks awful. It looks like a nasty little, I'll send, I'll send you a picture of myself. Just don't ever post it to anybody. or <laughs> Mine's like that too. I cannot air dry. Like these girls that can just air dry and go. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. No, no, no. Okay. Ain't next happy. question. Where would you go if you could live anywhere for a year other than where you currently live and why? I, which Angelina is going to like this one. I love 30A. That's my happy place. Love it. I took Brandy there for her first trip few months ago so yeah I like it like that Alice Beach seaside watercolor that whole that's such a vibe for me I love it I love the aesthetic of it and um I like being next to the water you know and just being close to the water so yeah that's where I would live I'd live there for a year live there for more than a year there is science behind it right (laughs) like being close to the ocean like how that helps your yeah I mean the energy there's so much energy in water and I do feel like it helps your just also just seeing visually pleasing scenery mm-hmm. is so nice for me. I also, my cousin just got married in um, Telluride, Colorado, and that's the first time I've been to Colorado in the summer. And it was breathtaking. I saw your I've pictures. Been there. It was beautiful. Uh, just, just absolutely. Just looking at the mountains and the co- fall colors and the trees was also just, it really does give you a feeling of wellness and well-being. So but I think I would take the beach. I would take that seaside area pretty much any day. Wow. Awesome. Love it. Next question. Your favorite way to spend your day off? Being with my kids because I work so much being with them. Just, it just does something so good for my soul. I love to be with them. I love when my whole family is together in the house, even if we're literally doing nothing, but when it's Dean and both of the kids and we're together, I just, I could, I could spend every day that way. I love being with them. They just make me laugh and I really, really enjoy it. I really enjoy just playing and being with them or being around them. Oh, that's so sweet. I love that. It's like heartwarming. Yes. Next or last question. Yeah. If you could tell your younger self one thing, what would that be? Keep going, Barbara. Just <laughs> keep on going. <laughs> Because again, you know, just circle back to what I initially said in business and anybody that's listening who is an entrepreneur will understand is that you are constantly faced with like 
big challenges and you want to quit. You really do. You want to give up and you want to just throw your arms up and be like, I'm done with this. I'm going to just go do something else. I'm going to go work for somebody. I'm going to go find a job somewhere and just do that. And that will be safe and that will be fine. And there's been those times along the way of owning clean creations where I, I, you know, I've been like, man, this is just not working out. And, um, and right now we're in the most challenging phase of our business we have ever been in just with the growth of a second location and just, you know, staffing issues. We're in the, the, the thick of it right now. And there was a time recently, probably in the past four weeks where I was like, maybe this is not my, you know, path. Maybe I should just try to figure something else out and go do something else. And something so deep inside of me was like, do not give up. Like you have come too far. And so if I could go back and talk to my younger self, it would just be like, keep forging ahead, no matter what, no matter how, how it feels or how bad it looks or how bad it is, just keep pushing forward. Like it's, you're going to make it happen. That would be it. I love that. You know, I, um, Angelina knows my love for like business and self-help books. Mm -hmm. And I was recently reading, I think her name is Jamie Kern Lima. So she founded it cosmetics. Oh, and she wrote a book and she talks about that very thing that you were just talking about how she, well, for her, she kept getting no's knows across the board with her product. And she's like, I know that I have something different that I'm offering that's not available on the market. Mm -hmm. And she made it to a final stage uh, with a prospective investor. And he said no. And basically said what she was doing, how she was marketing it was not relevant to the market. Women didn't want to see real people with these types of skin issues. And so they politely passed. And she said for like a minute there, she's like questioning, do I continue with this? And, and she said deep down at her core, she was, you know, her, she's like the universe was basically telling her, no, this is, this is something there is a need for this. And I cannot quit. Like I have to continue to do this. And she sold it. I want like, she sold it to like major, major company um a few years ago and then wrote a book about it but it's the same thing that you're saying like deep down in your core you know what your soul is telling you and you just have to kind of overcome these challenges to see you know where it's going to take you yeah that literally could i could cry just listening to you say that because it just i feel that way i feel that way so you know in every ounce of my being and it's it's, it's the hardest thing to do, but it's also like, you just get to a point where you're like, I can't quit now, you know? And I was in the kitchen yesterday. Cause you know, now I'm back in the kitchen cooking doing that whole scene. And I was cleaning this air conditioner event. Cause I'm like, man, who is this has not been clean and, and forever, you know? So I'm up there and I'm wiping it down while I look down and there was like a little piece of a fortune from a fortune cookie. And so I picked it up and it said, your greatest opportunity is coming. And I'm like, Oh, the universe <laughs> has spoken. It's kind of like so that. It and I'm like, Are you there, God? It's me, Barbara. <laughs> I'm like, hey, it's me. I got it. I got the note. Thank you. Hey, yeah, we so say we want funny. signs. I because I always said that. I'm like, why can't God just give me a flashing neon light? I know. I need signs. 
Like that well, was like, if you didn't pay attention, he was like, oh, I don't know what else I can do. It's right here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I know. Your greatest opportunity is coming. I'm like, I'm like, are there numbers on the back of here? Like, go, go buy a Powerball. <laughs> <laughs> you should. So, yeah, I love it. And um, you know what I love about each one of these episodes that we're doing is we and we always have this intention when we walk into an interview with a guest and we have our questions but we come out learning so much more not only about the person but life lessons mm -hmm. that we take away i mean angelina and i are constantly in awe from what we learn from our guests and i feel i feel so much energy right now as we're talking like i've had those self-doubts i've had those questions myself this week and and it's a great reminder so thank you thank you for you know you've helped me and you know it's it's just i i like to say that this is sort of a living um like weekly therapy session because we gain so much from our guests so thank you for sharing your story and not only your personal story, but also your business story. So there's been so much that we've learned from you today. Yes. Thank you. Oh, thank you. It's been a pleasure. Thank y'all so much for having me on here. I'm I'm very grateful for being able to talk with you. And it's been so nice. I, I like, I would love to, can we do this like every week? Like, I know, right? <laughs> yeah. it, is, it is, it feels so good to just, it feels so good to just talk and just talk through things. And, you know, y'all are so wonderful. So thank you. Oh, thank, thank you. you. Yeah, it's, that's it's our just, mission. Yeah, it's just been so rewarding. And we didn't ever initially intended it to be like all women and like very, you know, and it's sort of kind of pivoted into this. I don't even know what you want to call. It. We want to make it a community. We want it to become a community for what's like women supporting women, encouraging other women and saying the things that you said, like, keep going. Like things are not always great. It doesn't always look awesome on social, but you just keep doing yeah. it. And that I love that you brought that message today. You're welcome. So if you guys want to learn more about Barbara and Clean Creations, you can visit cleancreations.com. And then on social at eat underscore clean creations and at Barb Wellness on Instagram. That's it. Yeah. Follow, follow, follow. So give her a follow. You won't regret it. You'll learn stuff. And then she's just, she's a joy. So Barbara, thank you. Like from the bottom of my heart, this was a wonderful conversation. Thank y'all. It's been fun. Thank you so much. Awesome. Have a great week, everyone. Cheers. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you all so much for listening in. And as a member of our community, we want to hear from you. Follow us on social at Talk Forward to Me podcast and share your feedback on today's topic. How is the conversation relevant in your life? And is there a topic you'd love to hear us discuss? On that note... Cheers to aging gracefully, living life to the fullest, and enjoying another day with your besties in life.